The content of CPR Unplugged is designed for entertainment purposes only and is not intended as mental health treatment or medical or mental health advice. Details such as names and locations may have been changed to protect individual privacy. Hello and welcome to CPR Unplugged. I am your host, Jess, and I am excited and delighted to introduce to you my co-host, Laura. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Jess. This is our first episode of a little thing we like to call I Can Relate. So basically, the idea behind this is we are going to chat, discuss, debate, pontificate about topics that come to us from our listeners. And today's topic is judgment. Ooh, judgment. Tricky little word. Right? So first impressions, when you first hear that word judgment, what comes to mind? Well, the first thing I think about is that I make them (laughs) and I wish that I didn't most Mm. of the time. Judgments feel wrong yet unavoidable, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's, it's a natural part of being human. We judge. Exactly. So this came to us in the form of a question, how can I be less judgy? One of our listeners wanted us to kind of chat about that. And just as a caveat, just a reminder, this is not uh, mental health advice or treatment in any way. This is literally just Laura and I chatting about a subject, getting some open air on the topic. Okay. I don't know exactly how to prevent myself, and I'll I'll keep it to me, from making a judgment. There's that old saying that my mom always said, Laura, don't judge a book by its cover. But then I think, but the cover is the very first thing that I see. So automatically I'm forming an opinion, thoughts, notions. And I think that may be the key, since for myself, I don't, I don't think it's possible to just not be judgy, so to speak. But the key for me is to remind myself that despite any judgment I'm making in my head to just step back and then give somebody the opportunity to, to speak, to behave, to act in front of me so that I can continue to form an opinion that's hopefully shifted in a positive way if my initial thought or reaction was negative or judgy. See, I like that. That's a very balanced perspective. Because I think the idea of not having judgment at all, I think it's unrealistic. And I think in some situations that can be detrimental. I mean, we've developed the ability to judge things and to have first impressions as a defense mechanism, as a survival technique. I think also as a way to make decisions mm-hmm. because it's, it's information that's coming at you that you're, that you're considering and processing and storing and ultimately needing to use to make a decision about something. So what do you think it means, going back to that question of how can I be less judgy, there's a concept underlying that, that there's too much, right? There's, there's a sense of you can be too judgy. What do you think that looks like? I think too judgy is, it goes along with almost taking yourself out of the mix on some level. If I'm too judgy, if I look at at Michael, who's, who's recording us right now, and I start making judgments, and then I don't ever give Michael any opportunity in my mind to be any different than what I've decided right now, then I'm not likely to have a relationship with Michael. 
interactions with Michael because I'm so judgy that I've I've taken myself out of the mix. And I don't know if I'm explaining this well, if I'm making any sense, but I think being too judgy would only result in maybe some isolation on my own part. I agree. I think that was really well said. That sense that when we're too judgy, right, we're, we're shutting ourselves off. We're setting limitations that maybe don't necessarily need to be there. We we're might miss be, things. Yeah. Closing ourselves off to opportunities. Um, and how many times have you met a person where when you first met them, for whatever reason, maybe you were having a bad day, maybe they remind you of someone who knows, and you kind of had that snap judgment. And then later on, you end up just being best friends or, or you work so well together or something like that it happens all the time. Wow, you just took me way back. Um, <laughs> I have a great sort of lesson learned example about what you just brought up. So many, many years ago in a career prior to my career in mental health, I was a newspaper editor. I edited for a publishing company that had a handful of news publications in the Bay Area. And um, I was asked to take on an employee that wasn't doing well with another director in another area. So right away, I thought, oh, great. This is somebody who's not working out, and now I'm going to inherit this potential problem. So that was my first thought and sort of judgment or preconceived notion. So her name was Kate, and Kate came up to my office, and we met, and she was quite a bit younger, so right away I was thinking, oh boy, didn't get along with the other supervisor who's around my age, she's quite a bit younger, wasn't thrilled with the way she was dressed, so right away I was forming all of these negative thoughts and opinions about her, and when I sat down to really talk to her, I thought, well, she's actually bright, but I'm not so sure this is going to work out. Because I practically talked myself out of actually giving her much of a chance because I was concerned that she didn't do well with somebody else, and that somebody else I really liked and respected. Mm. So fast forward, it took about three or four months, but I remember clearly the day that I had this realization that Kate was amazing and that she was getting the job done and she was nobody's fool and she was just a dynamite personality and everything that I would have picked if I had done the interviewing, if I had started the process myself. So I'll never really know what went wrong with the other person that she worked with. But once I stepped back and just let Kate be Kate and tried to move away from some of that negative stuff, because all it did was get in my own way, I found her to be this amazing person who then became, after we both left publishing, an amazing friend. So I, I learned something from that, and that was one of my very first kind of realizations that there, it, there are times when you are too judgy 
and how it really gets in the way. But you know what I heard at the beginning of that story, which I think is natural. And looking back on it, I can hear in your voice sort of a, a sense of maybe I was too hard on her, right? But probably was. <laughs> but at the same time, confirmation bias. You had this initial bias that was passed to you by someone you respected, someone you worked well with. And then basically for, for those listening, confirmation bias is when we have an initial reaction or response to something and then we try to find things to back it up. We try to find additional evidence to sum- support that bias. It's a really good point. I went looking for the negative things right off the bat to to support my preconceived notion that this probably wasn't going to work out. It didn't work out elsewhere. Mm. That's a really good point. So what do you think influences judgment? Obviously, preconceived notions, bias, other people's opinions. Gosh, yes, to all of those. And what else influences? Well, I think um, how we grow up also and the people that are influential in our lives, especially as kids, have biases and inevitably pass those on intentionally or not. Mm-hmm. But we absorb, I mean, especially when we're young, we're little sponges and we, we kind of pick up the opinions and the attitudes and the outlooks of older people that we respect or feel we are supposed to listen to. And I think some of that's natural and, you know, that, gosh, we could go down a whole path on all of the problems associated with that, uh, right down to potential hatred. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that, and I hope that for most of us, as we get older, we, we find those ways because we're exposed now to new people and new things and some of the things that we maybe grew up thinking uh, we're really different. We're finding out now that we're around new things or people that it's not as different as we thought. I think it's easier, becomes easier, and I certainly hope it does for people. I know it has for me to just get older and have more experiences with people and new things and some of those preconceived notions and some of those biases that maybe got passed around a family start to dissipate. And I think you're right on with that. The key to challenging judgment is experience and and questioning those initially held beliefs. Do I still want to believe this? Does this serve a purpose? Does it match the other experiences that I've had? I think that's a great way people can kind of if you're feeling like you're one of those people where you feel too judgy or you hold on to those initial judgments, maybe that's something to try. Right. You know, I, yeah, I completely agree. I love the way that you think about these things. And I remember once I was working with someone in a counseling setting and we were talking about issues she was having with someone and it the issue stemmed from her childhood and the belief system, some negative biases around some racial things. And I remember asking her, so what does it matter to you now? Mm. And she really had to sit and think for a sec because 
as much as she wanted to say, well, this, this, and this matter, she couldn't. And she said, you know what? They don't matter. It doesn't matter. It makes no difference in my life. So it was interesting, and I've, I've thought about that from time to time and asked myself, hmm, does it matter? And typically the answer is no, and that goes back to experiences, new situations, and putting myself around things or people that I wasn't exposed to earlier. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I think there are times where it's appropriate to maintain those initial judgments. The book, The Gift of Fear by Gavin DeBecker comes to mind. Um, He talks in that book about the idea of instinctual fear, like when you're walking down the road and you're approaching someone and you feel just uncomfortable about that person and you you can't quite determine why. There's just something that it, you know, that that instinctual lizard brain fear response is going off and you decide to cross the road instead of passing that person. Now, are those judgments always correct? No. Some of them we may never even know they're correct. If you cross the road, you're not going to find out if that person's a threat or not. But I think in certain circumstances like that, maybe there is, it's benign, right? It's not going to do any harm to listen to that snap judgment and do what you need to do to feel safe and comfortable. But at the same time, right, that doesn't apply to every situation. If you're in a job interview or meeting a coworker for the first time, what do you think about that? Are there times where judgment is, those snap judgments have a, a place? Probably. And, and I don't know if I'm going to even respond to this well or in the way you're hoping I will. But I'm going to kind of go back to when things matter and don't matter. So if I'm uncomfortable, I see somebody across the street. I'm uncomfortable. I need to cross the street where they are to get to where they are. But something gives me an odd feeling for whatever reason, and I go a different way. Who gets hurt by that? Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Nobody knows that I have a strange feeling. I have not been insulting or outwardly rude. I've just quietly kind of kept myself and and my action and my thought to myself and and done what I needed to do. Just using that example. Mm -hmm. And so then I think nobody gets hurt. Nobody gets insulted. I'll do what I need to do if I need to do something different. And I don't know if I'm touching what you're asking, if I'm hitting it or if I've misunderstood. Oh, no, you're right on with it. Gone some strange direction. (laughs) And now you're judging me going, wow, (laughs) what is she doing? (laughs) No, that was right on because it's that idea of it's not just the judgment we make. It's what we do with that information. And in that scenario, like you said, I'm not – doing anything that is going to negatively affect anybody in this scenario. So maybe part of being quote unquote too judgy, which honestly, I think that's a subjective thing. Everyone would have to define that for themselves. Absolutely. But if you're feeling like you're in a place where you're too judgy, maybe asking, how is that judgment showing up? How am I behaving differently? How am I treating others differently? Mm -hmm. What might be the consequences of this internal dialogue I'm running? Mm -hmm. Yep. And how are things different for me? As a result of my judginess. Because again, I think if I am just too judgy, I believe wholeheartedly it's going to impact me at work, socially, 
it's highly likely that, you know, the judgier, if I'm to become judgier, I'm going, people aren't going to want to be around me much because there would be that pervasive thought, oh no, now what is she thinking? Oh, now what doesn't she like? And it just becomes so negative. So I think when we, when we talk about being too judgy, it's a self-check if we care, if we care about things like that then it's really about self-check, making sure that those judgments are accurate and then making decisions from there. I think it's good when we take that step back and find out we're wrong. I really do. I think it opens doors. It opens possibilities. That's how we learn. We grow. We get outside of our own heads. And I just, you know... I, I, I want to do that and try to be aware of that. And I, I just hope that other people feel that way too. Because mm-hmm. I, I just think it opens up doors and opportunities to be somewhat better, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I guess it depends on what you're judging too. You know, if it's someone's outfit if it's some type of lifestyle choice, something like that, maybe we can reframe it instead of saying, well, that's not right. You know, going into that, the judge in the most, you know, intense sense of the word, we could say that's not right for me. Correct. Correct. Agree. And that puts the onus on you and saying, I would do it differently, but I'm going to respect that you want to do it differently too. Okay. I like that. And so it comes down to respecting individuality too. I didn't realize we'd go this deep down the judgment hole. There's a lot there. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So if we could sum up this conversation on judgment, I would say it's not good. It's not bad. It just is. There's no way to be completely non-judgmental. What do you think? I totally agree. And I think that um, along that line, it's okay to judge, but it's not okay to be mean. All right, people, check yourself before you wreck yourself. This is Jess and Laura signing off for today. We are judging, and we know you are too. Got questions or ideas for the podcast? Or perhaps you have your own story to share. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at podcast at crisisprepandrecovery.com or call 602-281-7795. You can also find us online at cprpodcast.podbean.com or wherever you prefer to find your podcasts. CPR Unplugged was produced by Crisis Preparation and Recovery, Inc. The intro and outro music was created by Rob Wilson. The CPR podcast team includes Tamara LaMontagne, Ben Edwards, Laura Kaufman, Rob Wilson, and Michael Magarinos. Special thanks to Jason Spisak for technical support.